Super Talk Mississippi media production. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. We've got Brad Arnold here from Three Doors Down. And when we went to the break, we were talking about this defining moment in his life related to wanting to seek sobriety while he was in Japan. So he, he uh, at the at the break, he had called several people. They didn't answer. He called Charlie Daniels, and he answered. Pick it up from there, Brad. Yeah, Mr. Charlie, he answered the phone at night, and I just sat there, and I, I just cried to him. I could sit there and cry on the phone probably an hour talking to him and his wife and they had compassion for me. He understood. He didn't get on to me, you know, and I just told him what was, what was, what was the problem. And, and he told me what he thought the solution was. And, and he, and, and within that solution included, he said, well, son, he said, when you get back, he said, you know, they got some good, good treatment places here in, in Tennessee. And I think you probably need to go to one if you're serious about it. I said, well, I'm going. And then the next, uh, we left to come home, uh, the day after that. And, and uh, the man, the promoter who put on the tour, when we got back to the airport, he also told me, he said, Brad, he's a really nice man. He said, Brad, I want to tell you, he said, I found a chaplain last night on that base. And me and him said a prayer for you. He said, I'm worried about you. I said, I'm going to rehab when I get home. Yeah. And I called my wife. And when I got home, I called her that night. I called her before I even left Japan. I said, I'm going. And I, I was said ugly. And uh, but in, in a nutshell, I said, I'm going to rehab when I get home. And uh, and I went. It's the best thing I ever did. It's, it really it really has defined you, what you have learned is that you've got a lot to offer and a great life to live. And Absolutely. and I think you did have some alcoholism in your family, so you you mm-hmm. you knew what was possible as it related to your future. And you said, you know, I'm not going to do that. And you and you pursued happiness and having more control. And you mentioned that when you drank, you lost your creativity. So, I did. Then when you're on your and when you're on your lawnmower, you have creativity. Yeah, you know it. It did. It killed creativity for me. And I thought I thought that I needed alcohol so much, and I didn't. I did not yeah. need it. And you know I had a misconception about what rehab was. Rehab was really it was just going to college to kind of like learn how to not drink. It was all. I mean, it was cool. You know, it was a nice break from yourself. And I, I can I can encourage anybody anybody to do it. And I. I think my biggest problem with getting sober was I was afraid that I was going to be bored. I think I thought I was going to be bored out of my mind and that I was going to be the guy that nobody wanted to talk to or, or whatever. He's all stick in the muddies. I have more fun doing the things that I thought I needed alcohol to do. I have more fun doing every single one of those things now sober. I remember everything. I, I don't say as many stupid things. <laughs> I, still have my, I still say my share, but I remember them and at least get it. Can remember saying something stupid, you know, and I just, I've, I don't, I, I discovered really, I thought there was this hole in my life. I thought there was a hole there that alcohol was filling up and alcohol was just digging the hole. It was, and there was no hole in my life. And, and, and it, it really, it's as simple as this. It's as simple as this. If you think you have a drinking problem, you probably do. And if you crave alcohol, you probably have a drinking problem. And it's because it's not your fault. It's because our brains are lazy. It, yeah. It's the same. That's why we run to our phone so quick. That's why we run shopping. That's why we eat. Our brains would rather sidestep a problem and just do something to forget about that problem rather than solve the problem. If you could just take a step back, 
solve the problems of your life because we don't have drinking problems. We don't have eating problems. We don't have addictions. We have life problems that we cover up with things that become addictions. And if you can ever just like learn to solve problems and sometimes you have to be a a little bit of a, of a, of an asshole to solve problems. It's as simple as that. But if you can just like not be the way that people need you to be sometimes and be the way that you need you to be and solve your problems, you learn really that there's no need for substance abuse. (laughs) That's a great message. I hope people listen to that. And I think the most important thing uh, that you said is that it makes you so you want to, you want to live now in ways never never did before. Oh, there's, you know, in our, in our, 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 our minds trick us and, and tell us that things are so absolute and nothing, nothing is absolute, but an eventual death, but there, this life can be so, so, so much. And, and, and the thing is that people have to remember is at some point to change, you have to like change and you have to keep in mind that you don't have to be who you were five minutes ago, because at some point when you change, you won't be who you were five minutes ago. So um, thank you for that wonderful message. And I hope that people who have issues will listen to it because it's very strong. And the little time we have left in, the, in this segment, I want you to real quick, you you were recording a, a album across the hall was Bob Seger. You played pool with him for how long? You didn't even know who he was. At least a week. We were in we were in town here recording a, a record before we lived up here in Nashville at, uh, a, uh, at Ocean Way Studio. Two studios shared a common lounge, and we were in our studio. He was in his uh, studio, and I I sat in in the in the common lounge and played pool with this uh this man who he just looked like a, a little bit older gentleman uh, who was in there. He said he was making a record with his band, and I was like, okay. And uh, we were making our third record, and uh, and I, had, I didn't really know. I don't. I've, I'm terrible with names, and so. But I do remember Miss Sharon, who ran the studio. I was I was talking to Miss Sharon one day, and up in the office, she said, "Brad, I see you and Bob been talking quite a bit." I said, "I said, is that his name, <laughs> Bob?" And she said, "Brad." She said, "That's Bob Seeger," and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I couldn't." But you went on to actually do a bring him in on a, on a song in Detroit, and uh, it was a real special moment. But we'll talk more about that in a little bonus segment we're going to do. We'll okay. we'll see you later, buddy. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. A Supertalk Mississippi media production.